Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of leading causes of death in the United States, found under the stats section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin by discussing the leading causes of death in the United States by age group. In patients less than one year of age, leading causes of death include congenital anomalies, short gestation, and maternal pregnancy complications. In those between one and four years of age, leading causes of death include unintentional injury, congenital anomalies, and malignant neoplasms. In those between five and nine years of age, leading causes of death include unintentional injury, malignant neoplasms, and congenital anomalies. In those between 10 and 14 years of age, the leading causes of death include unintentional injury, suicide, and malignant neoplasms. In people between 15 and 24 years of age, the leading causes of death include unintentional injury, suicide, and homicide. For patients between 25 and 34 years of age, the leading causes of death include unintentional injury, suicide, and homicide. For patients between 35 and 44 years of age, the leading causes of death include unintentional injury, malignant neoplasms, and heart disease. For patients between 45 and 54 years of age, the leading causes of death include malignant neoplasms, heart disease, and unintentional injury. For patients between 55 and 64 years of age, the leading causes of death include malignant neoplasms, heart disease, and unintentional injury. And for patients 65 years of age or older, the leading causes of death include heart disease, malignant neoplasms, and chronic lower respiratory disease. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to leading causes of death in the United States, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 78-year-old male with 35-pack-year smoking history, hyperlipidemia, and peripheral vascular disease is at home eating dinner with his wife when he suddenly has acute onset crushing chest pain. He lives in a remote rural area, and by the time the paramedics arrive 30 minutes later, he is pronounced dead. What is the most likely cause of this patient's death? And the answer choices are, choice one, ventricular septum rupture. Choice two, chordae tendinae rupture. Choice three, cardiac tamponade. Choice four, heart block. Or choice five, ventricular fibrillation. The best answer to this question is choice five, ventricular fibrillation. This patient with advanced age and multiple risk factors, particularly peripheral vascular disease, most likely had an acute myocardial infarction. Ventricular fibrillation is the most common cause of death in patients with acute myocardial infarction. Other less common causes of morbidity and mortality following an acute MI include left ventricular failure and pulmonary edema, thromboembolism, cardiogenic shock, ventricular wall rupture leading to cardiac tamponade, or massive intrathoracic blood loss, papillary muscle rupture with mitral regurgitation, fibrinous pericarditis, or Dressler syndrome, can also occur. Those caring for patients with myocardial infarction should keep in mind these potential complications. 
the publication by Heber and Houston discusses the management of common ventricular arrhythmias. They report that patients with heart disease and premature ventricular complexes have a higher likelihood of developing ventricular tachycardia or fibrillation. The treatment of these patients includes a beta blocker or a class 1 antiarrhythmic drug. However, in patients without established cardiac disease, PVCs without sustained ventricular tachycardia does not require treatment. The publication by Nars et al. discusses sustained ventricular tachyarrhythmias and sudden death in the chronic phase of acute MI. They performed a retrospective analysis of 1,131 patients with acute MIs surviving 14 days post-acute MI. They found that EKG abnormalities observed at 10 days post-AMI may be a predictive marker for a subsequent risk of VT or ventricular fibrillation or sudden death. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choices 1 through 4. These answer choices are all possible sequelae of an acute myocardial infarction, though they are less common than ventricular arrhythmias. That's all for this review about leading causes of death in the United States. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.